Welcome to the Millionaire Way podcast with Sargam the energy guru I help successful people connect with their inner abundance using principles of energy to unlock their true potential helping them create massive success in their personal and professional life so that they can live their greatness I firmly believe that abundance is a state of being and each one of us can tune to create a life of prosperity and happiness welcome to the show so hi raji welcome to the millionaire way podcast and it's amazing to have you on this platform um, with me uh, knowing you so well as a wonderful human being and uh, a transformation coach an entrepreneur <laughs> so this journey that you've been um, want to is inspiring for my audience and i would want to know like uh, like to know how you know how you started off with this journey sagam so thank you first of all for having me here you know it's an honor to be here with you um i love you very much i love the work you're doing and and you know just to be on the show is really exciting as well so um well first of all what can i say uh, as an entrepreneur you know i also have an engineering company and um you know so i wear two hats right so you you know the and i believe you do the same right as an engineer so you know i i feel that um when you are in the corporate world especially when you look at engineering and, and the right uh, brain activity we call it for example um everything is very process oriented you know and uh, as a leader in an organization leadership can be a very lonely journey you know when you start an entrepreneur as an entrepreneur and 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 a small company you know you learn to wear multiple hats and you learn to put your hands everywhere roll up your sleeves and figure things out and uh, there was one mantra that i always used and that was really bringing love to work and that mm-hmm. meant you know creating relationships that um, were meaningful that were based on trust you know whether it was with my clients with my team with my vendors and really appreciating that you know that circle of of stakeholders in my life um as the organization grew you know and we started to work with bigger and larger organizations that were very process oriented mm-hmm. i saw the engineering field and many corporates around the world probably experience the same thing because you know we start to follow more process protocol and which is great because processes have its place right yeah. but along its journey somewhere you know you start to see i don't want to use the words dehumanizing but less humanizing uh of the workspace mm-hmm. and and then you start to hear statistics globally worldwide where you say you know your numbers are falling um you know to such scary um uh, levels that you start to question you know corporates and 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 the environment that we all created as leaders not only as 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 you know as part of corporates but as a as a global movement so uh you know in 2016 sargam i decided that we had to do something about it so i said well how can we how can we bring back inject you know i used the word happiness at that point in time although what i was referring to was well-being uh, well-being at work how can we bring that back in how can we do you know what what can we do as as leaders um as organizations you know to consciously show up so that we could create more engagement and bring back that love to work that we all have when we come into the workplace you know that that fire we have when we graduate from school um when you start your new business there's that that passion that always that is always driving it right sargam absolutely so so like you said you know you you were and you are an entrepreneur and 
so early on your experience with happiness or your experience with you know these virtues that we call like you know building trust how how did that started happening so did you experience something in your own uh, company or in your life that just you know drifted you or shifted you towards creating this uh, new organization well you know what a beautiful question and i think that in in life you have to experience all the differences and the dualities right the adversities in order for you to understand the importance of something right yeah. so just because you 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 have a company and you bring people in it doesn't mean that you automatically have an environment that creates trust right and you don't always know that right so uh, i i mentioned earlier that i learned that leadership is a very lonely journey mm-hmm. uh, what i mean by that is that you know a lot of times you know you have the right intention right you 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 want to grow the business you want to keep everyone happy you do everything you possibly can in order to create that environment but in one is not created by one person the culture is created by everyone in the organization right so when you see a lot of organizations that that take pride in the five words on the wall that say these are our values this is our culture and often those culture the cultures in you know established or those values established from the top management right and they decide this is what our company is going to be like the founders want to say this is what the values that we have see what i learned was sargam that that's a great um that's a great way to to think <laughs> in the beginning right but when you actually live it you start to realize that your culture is bigger than that one person or that one board of directors mm-hmm. it's actually the entire population and they bring it every day to work mm-hmm. and that's where you start to see a lot of the disengagement practices at work a lot of the friction the silo effect you know the lack of cohesion so when a lot of people ask me how did you experience or how did you come to know trust is so important well it's because you know you experience mm-hmm. situations where you would think that trust was there right that that we all have but then you find out that people were scared to say something or because they didn't feel the environment was safe enough and you go really how is that possible right and and you start to see that now that is in every business all over the world a lot of times people don't realize that that's the environment that's being created right and it could be created by one person some individuals you know at different layers of the organization right so that's why when we talk about culture now and of course i know that i'm i'm going a little forward but when we talk about the importance of culture it's very important to understand that culture is not uniquely created by the top only it has to be created by the entire population and that's when i realized the importance after using tools you know to put in my business practice how important it is to ensure that the entire population of your organization is considered when we are, when we're talking about the culture when we talk about setting values and purpose and all of that yeah wonderful and i think you know uh, you know we talk about culture in the organization but if we go deeper this is so much needed even within your homes you know the trust the love the happiness so uh, probably uh, you know for for a lot longer time we've been thinking there's there is a professional life and there is a personal life but if if we could create a culture that uh, you know helps people live one good life that is what is uh, far more important than uh, you know living in 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 diverse uh, lives and uh, experiencing uh, maybe pain and suffering just because they are not able to uh, say things out or uh, you know trust in each other so wonderful work rajiv and uh, you know i'm sure you've been working with uh, amazing leaders and uh, you know through your coaching and even through your work so what do you think is the energetic blueprint of success or 
how can you highlight you know some of the qualities that that are like the underlying foundation of successful people wow that's a very powerful question sargam um you know every single one of us are individually unique yes you know? so the signature of each person is that uniqueness that sparkle mm-hmm. that perfectly imperfect <laughs> person that we all are right and it's when we are allowed to live from that space of authenticity when we show up as that person in this world that we can start to unravel who we are and what we're here to do and how we do it right, right. you wrap that up you wrap that up with you know some bigger reason than yourself which is the purpose right you identify you do the inner work and you identify you know why you know you're here and what are some of the things that drive you mm-hmm. right so that's why i i think that if if you ask me what is some of the key ingredients to success one is the inner work yeah. going within to establish you know just bring more awareness to everything around you right so i like to call it i use the word conscious leadership and people always confuse the word leadership sardam because they think ah he's talking about leaders only well every single one of us is a leader in our life right we lead in our life right we shouldn't follow in our life we should lead in our life so consciously be aware but that only happens when you go within so one one of the the most important things is to be able to go within yeah. right and be in awareness be conscious you know so every single time we're thinking we're talking we're moving if we do it with awareness there's a different impact we can create through that two you know be purpose led you know have have a bigger driver than the action itself mm-hmm. why is always more powerful now i know there's so much talk about purpose but to actually learn how to apply purpose into action is what differentiates someone who's more successful from someone who's you know on his way to being successful right number 3 is redefining you know the ability to be authentic now what i mean about that is you know being able to be vulnerable enough to show up sargam you know to just show up to unmask that conscious leader without the fear that you'll be judged you you know you'll be considered different whatever it is each one of us have that unique sing- uh, signature so why not bring that to the table mm-hmm. And finally the most I, i think that that one of the things that we need to really look at is you know having the ability to to redefine and rephrase and reframe some of the beliefs and conditioning that that we all have got for example identifying what is success and failure you know someone asked me a successful person um you know is it only about the the dollars and the and i said well no a successful person is someone who's actually willing to go out there and do what they love you know and and show up as the human of the here to you know show up as through their purpose mm-hmm. and um uh, you know that's successful for them how it turned out is not important it's the point is that did your life count did you create impact so i think measuring it through the impact that you're creating and the difference that you're making answering the question does my life count mm-hmm. is a lot more powerful way to look at success isn't it absolutely yeah i completely resonate uh, you know with with these four points and beautifully put together thank you also rajiv because see um you know uh, there are days sometimes you know you are you are on high energy sometimes you are low and it's for everybody you know so life is never a straight line right. so during during tough times you know how do you master your own inner game so what what do you go back to you know when it comes to uh being more composed or you know taking that tough decision in your um uh, you know company or maybe you know even uh, with with people that you're working how do you manage that 
Again, a really, really powerful question. Um, you know, it, it's, of course, the, the, the ones that we all, I think, do at this point, you know, is go back to our breath, um, go back, you know, I, I do try to quieten that mind of mine when I'm really at, at a heightened state, right? So I get a little, you know, if I get overwhelmed, I'll try to go and, and, and calm myself. But those are the things that everyone talks about. So I won't dwell too much on that because we know how important it is to try to calm your mind through breath work, yeah, and to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, then I add to that, you know, reaching out for things to be grateful for. All these things are great practices to help you, you know, calm yourself down and try to build your resilience. But the, 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 the secret for me personally, you know, has been bringing my attention to the things that give me the most energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my particular case, you know, it's my kids, right? So the, the, my, my children have been my turning point in my life. So every single time anything happens, I weighed back to that moment, the moment that, you know, that they showed up and, and, and reminded myself or remind myself daily of the, the you know, the reason I'm here yeah. and, and making it count becomes even more important now because every single time they remind me how beautiful life is. Mm-hmm. So it's it, my advice to a lot of people when they say, you know, we need something to kind of ground us and anchor us is look for that, look for that real big reason. See, your purpose is also very powerful. Again, even my purpose itself you know, why I'm here, why my life counts, what the purpose of my life is. Sargam is a very, very grounding and anchoring uh, thing to hold on for me. So I always remind myself, what's the bigger picture? What am I trying to achieve with this life that I can help? How can I be of service? Um, And when I go to that space, it's amazing the energy that comes back. You know, if you're anxious, it brings you back down. You know, if you're lost, it allows you to kind of find clarity. And I'm not going to lie to you. There's times when we are all clouded and trying to figure things out. Right. right? Um, and, and it sounds very easy to say, oh, yeah, go do this. But, you know, everybody will have their own way. They'll all have their own little secret to get into that space. And eventually, these are the anchors that you need. You have to find your own anchors, you know, your own grips that enable you to bounce back. Wonderful. Yeah, you're right. Because, um, you know, no matter how Zen you are, no matter how how much you've been meditating, but after all, you are a human being and you have your own triggers and you have your own, you know, it's a, it's an ongoing journey to, to overcome your own anxiousness or, you know, your own uh, negatives. And like you said, you know, coming back to the purpose, I think, you know, uh, people think that, you know, you're, your purpose is like this one big thing, but it is a journey. I feel, you know, uh, knowing your purpose is a journey. And uh, like you said, you know, keep taking that inspired action every day and it will keep unfolding and keep giving you more chances to fulfill your purpose or your destiny. And uh, that should be the way to live life and, uh, you know, Create it, it should be actionable. So yeah, absolutely. A lot of times, a lot of times, the reason why people struggle with this is because they can't action it. <laughs> yeah. So, so if it if it can trigger you, you see when and, and again, I, I won't share mine here today. Okay, just just like that. But I will tell you that all I do when I reflect back at at my purpose, why is it so energizing? Is because it's very very actionable. It reminds me every single moment why I do things and immediately I can ground myself. Mm-hmm. And, and when we do it to that definite, you know, definite space, it really becomes a great building block, you know, for you to bounce up. You know? Absolutely. So when people need help with that, you know, uh, a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, listen, right, we want to work on that conscious leadership. We want to, you know, how do we start? 
And, and you know, it always does start with defining purpose, but it doesn't end there. You see, that's the thing, Sargam. The problem that I see, or the challenge that I see with many of us is we try to disconnect us. You know, we try mm -hmm. to we do one thing and then we do the other thing, we do a third thing, and we, we'll have all these different data points. Yeah. We don't have that one line that connects it for us, right? And that's the part that I see the struggle with. It's not that people don't know it. It's just that they haven't figured out a way sometimes to uh, keep, keep, create alignment in it. And that's why I always talk about, I never talk about become a conscious leader. I always say unmask it, right? Because we all are, right, Sargam? It's just a matter of us finding how to align it. Make sense? It does, it does. Wonderful. So, so for you, Raji, personally, you know, I, I've known you a bit, you know, <laughs> through our conversations. And I know that you are, you know, quite grounded in, in what you're doing. And there is a sense of uh, knowingness, you know, within yourself. So, so what is your, you know, maybe uh, spiritual way of life? How do you define your own personal spiritual way of life? Wow. Um, that's a great question. You know, I look at, at spirituality as I think each one of us has the, the three aspects, the physical, the, you know, the physical, the mental, the spiritual side of us, right? And we have to continuously feed all three, mm -hmm. right? Um, I think it's just like you mentioned earlier, it's a journey. And, and in this journey, right, you continue to, to experience, right? Mm -hmm. Have the experience. So, you know, when, when I started this journey initially, you know, I, you won't believe it, Sargam, I had never meditated originally, right? It was something which always everyone would talk about, oh, successful people meditate. This is many, many years, about 20 years ago. And, you know, I, I was, my mind was always all over the place. It was, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could. And I remember my first experience of meditating and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe, first of all, that I did it. <laughs> and I couldn't believe that it felt so good. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, over the years, you know, there was different experiences. You know, I remember my first experience of conscious walking, for example, where, where you know, it was each step was, right? Um, and then I saw that, that even when you do things mindfully or when you're in a space of calmness and quietness, you know, you start to feel so in tune and aligned, right? Yeah. So I think... It's been an evolution as we all are. And I think this is true for all of us, right? Is we slowly start to find different things. And, and as you start to work on, you know, accept the fact that we're also spiritual beings, you start to see the beauty around that whole aspect. So now going into nature for me, for example, is a very spiritual experience. Right? Anytime I go into, if I see like, for example, every time my wife says, where do you want to go? I say, if, if I can be near a mountain with lake and, and I mean, they have this vision every time I'm there. I mean, oh, you know, that feeling of calmness, right? But I could also be shooting a basketball or hitting a golf ball, right? In silence, you know, and just enjoying the movement and just being there. You know, what I think is now, the more that I'm working on this or I'm experiencing this, one of the things I'm noticing is, you know, it's just being. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just being as opposed to having an agenda and doing. And so initially it was, okay, Let's take this box. Let's go do this meditation sitting like this. Let's do that. Let's do this practice, that practice. And all of them were beautiful, yeah. you know? And a lot of my friends are so good at some of these. I'm like, oh my God, right? But eventually for me, it moved to a space where it's just recognizing where I am and being there fully, you know? And, and, and really in a space of love. So I have to add that for me. You know, whenever I, I, 
I feel that it's a very expansive state. Mm-hmm. And if you can be in that space, uh, space where, where you feel light and free, it's a good space to nurture. So I, I, people ask me, how do you find that space? It's just go look for those spaces that make you feel lighter, you know, that open you up and you feel like, well, I want to do more of this, you know, and do it. Go, go camping or do whatever it takes, you know, to get in your space. Everybody has their own way. I don't think realistically you have to tell someone this is the right way or wrong way. I think everyone finds their own you know, space for, for nurturing the spirituality. Beautiful. And like I said, you know, you have a certain knowing. And I think we all have that knowing about that, you know, that state of expansiveness or our own happy place. It's, it's you know, less about doing and more about being. And if people start, you know, consciously experiencing their experiences. I think I think that is what is needed in order to experience true spirituality. It can be any in any way, you know, people can follow any way. But beautifully said, Rajiv. So uh, apart from that, you know, I have a, a, a small rapid fire for you. <laughs> yeah. Also, you know, I, I just want to that if people want to reach out to you, Rajiv, you are based out in uh, Dubai, right? So how can people reach out to you and, uh, you know, and know more about, about your work? Oh, awesome. So there, there's two different ways. One is my website, rajivdaswani.com, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can reach out to me. I'm available through all the social media through the same handle. Mm-hmm. I also have a happiness coaching center. And then we have a lot of amazing programs there with some amazing partners. Actually, Sargam's <laughs> going to be on there too. So I'm really excited. Uh, you know, with, with, with amazing, amazing different well-being practices, well-being at work, behavior tools. Uh, we work with a lot of corporates, Sargam. But you know, over the last couple of years with the pandemic as well, we realized that you know there's there's no separation between individuals and corporates. So we started to add elements for individuals as well that enables them to find and transform themselves. Right. Um, so yeah, you can go to a happinesscoachingcenter.com. You can go to rajivdaswani.com. Social media, uh, yeah, I'm available. You look for me, you'll find me. Great. So yeah, that's, that's like, I'll also be putting out the links to all, all the, uh, you know, major channels where you can reach out to Rajiv. So thank you for that. Now moving on to a rapid fire. It's going to be interesting. So um, what is one favorite book that you can recommend anyone and you've loved reading? Oh, Journey of Souls was one of those books that just mesmerized me. Wow. A lot of people would, would, would think I would recommend a business book, <laughs> but this is a book that for me played a very pivotal role. Uh, it was just a very, very beautiful, beautiful book. So uh, Dr. Michael, uh, Michael Newton, I loved it. Wonderful. Your favorite movie that you can watch again and again. Wow. That's a tough one. I love so many. Um, hmm. Interesting. That's a rapid fire. And I, and I can't rapidly answer this one. Um, I don't know, Sargam. There's so many, yet I can't. Um, let's see. What do I say? Um, wow, let me pass on that one. For <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I can't. You know, yeah, there's too many to name. But I mean, look, I mean, there's been so many because I, you know, I, I have also, I love the you know, passion of acting. And, and every time I watch a movie, I get into it, right? I, I just get into that and I, and I feel like you're stepping into someone else's life and experiencing it, right? Um, there's so many movies. There was one movie when I was young. I, I, I don't know if you guys ever remember. Just like, I don't know how, uh, if you remember this movie, there's a movie called um, The Kid with a Broken Halo. Do you remember that movie? Um, no, I've not watched it. 
Okay, it was a beautiful movie, beautiful movie. And I was very young when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was this actor called Gary Coleman that was in it. And it was about, um, you know, uh, three different lives. Wow. And, and they were not well. They, uh, they, were not, they were not experiencing a very good life. You know, they're going through their own ups and downs. And this little angel comes on earth and he comes into human form and he steps into each one of their life. You know, he shows up in their life somehow, right? And he reminds them why life is so beautiful. Oh, and wow. I was very young, um, but that's a movie that, that really stuck to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want my kids to watch it. So I got to find a way for them to get this. <laughs> but it's a, it's a gorgeous movie. And uh, so many other movies as well. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Okay. Your favorite holiday destination. Oh, okay. Um, well, I, I go back to Spain. For me, Spain brings me a lot of memories. So Spain is my, my f- first pick. Your favorite superhero character? Always Superman. <laughs> I like the red cape. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's always been Superman uh, since I was a young kid. Lovely. Your favorite quote? My favorite quote? Yeah. Um, I love, again, many quotes. Um, you know, Rumi is someone that I've always loved. Um, you know, and then there's obviously there's quotes by Gandhi that I always love as well, you know. Oh. But then there's the famous one, right? That, that we all see all over the world. So I'll, I'll say it, you know, to be or not to be. But if you really break that down, let's put the emphasis on the be for a second and understand what it's talking about um, and removes the doing quite a bit. So wow. okay. I kind of like that one, even though it's a very simple one, but it's, it's one with a lot of depth. Wonderful. You are a personal inspirational, you know, maybe idol or a person that you really feel inspired. Um, for this one, I think it's, I always go back to dad, mm-hmm. uh, just because he's always been a rock in my life. You yeah. know? Um, and, and I, I, I feel that, you know, like with, with, with people out there, so many amazing human beings that have come through and inspired us. Um, but to be able to touch and feel <laughs> and, you know, hold on to, it's kind of nice to have. So for me, it's always been dad, um, always inspired by, by, you know, his, uh, his loving character. He's always been that way. He's always led by example for me. So kind of hold on to that one. Great. A mentor who has really helped you um, in your life. You know, uh, there was, there was a professor um, in 10th grade that, you know, I remember was very strict and very hard on me. Mm-hmm. And, um, he may not even know this, but he was the guy who taught me to analyze. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, many years from now, I look back and I, and I am so grateful to him for being so tough, Sargam. He was so, so tough. I was like, you know, I was always in trouble with him. You know, he wouldn't let us write surface answers, never. Mm-hmm. The way he inspired me to, well, obviously I was scared at that point in time, but when I look back today, the way he taught me to, to analyze and to, to look at things deeply mm-hmm. really changed my life. So I always am grateful to him for having, you know, made that, that touch in my life, you know? That's interesting because, you know, for a professor to help you analyze, you know, that's, that's, that's a skill, you know, that most of us just develop, you know, with experience. Yeah. You know, Sargam, it, it's, it's, that's what I always say is when you love what you do and then you do it with love, the impact is felt. Yeah. And, 
sometimes, you know, you, you would expect people to come up with a big name and, and, you know, mention these, but we forget those, you know, those light warriors that in our life, because, you know, throughout our life, there's going to be people who inspire you throughout your life. There's going to be people who mentor you throughout your life. And if you have, like, when you ask me these questions, very tough because for me to position one person and you notice I'm not giving names, (laughs) just giving, you know, uh, situations. And the reason why is because each one touches your life in so many different ways. Um, So I don't like to diminish it by, by naming, but what I do tell you is that it's about being in awareness and noticing every single person that's impacted you and then acknowledging how they impacted you. Because each one of us comes in, in each other's lives yeah. to impact each other. And it's just about being in awareness and recognizing what was the value that they came to share with you so you can grow from it. And sometimes the experiences cannot, may not be fun, right? You might, <laughs> you know, you might be like, oh my God. But yeah. later in hindsight, you look back and you're like, wow, I am so grateful for you. Mm. Also, one question that I missed was, you know, you being a coach, how do you think you know people can benefit from having a coach, and uh, you know at any point in their life? You know, I think that everyone, whether your title is a coach or not, should learn to hold the space for mm-hmm. each other. Right? When I set up the Happiness Center and now it's Happiness Coaching Center, you know, I didn't set out to be a coach, yeah. but through the journey. I realized the importance of being able to hold the space with, you know, with grace. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn the skills. I went and got certified just so I could hold the space, right? And in that journey, what I realized is that if we are able to do that, and we do that with the right, you know, intention and, and, and do it in a, in, a, in a safe manner, then we literally can help someone move forward. Now, you see, in coaching, as everyone knows, you know, the client is solutioning themselves. You're, you're, you know, you're asking right questions and better questions in order to help them move forward. And a lot of people now, you know, in today's world, you know, are as much as they're, they're I don't want to say they're doing, but they, they're living in a, in a world that it's really fast-paced, right? right? Of course, the pandemic has slowed things down quite a bit for a lot of us, but, you know, it's a very fast-paced life. So you don't always, um, um, in the process of doing, you don't always have the time to ask yourself such deep questions or maybe see things with clarity. Mm-hmm. Have the answers. It's just maybe you didn't have the right time to sit down and ask you know, the right questions, right? So a coach or anybody who is coaching and if they're trained to coach, what ends up happening is you develop the, the you flex the muscle, you could say, to start to ask you know, questions that can enable more and more clarity, right? Now, the beautiful thing about that is a lot of, you know, the way that the world has moved now, so many people are going deeper in different areas. Mm-hmm. So you can literally, you can literally start to find people who can direct you in different areas and help you with different spaces. And so that's something that's really unique now compared to what it was 10 years ago, right? Absolutely. Because so many amazing people out there who are willing to hold the space, right? So I, I will tell you that, yeah, uh, as a coach, and why do people need coaches? Well, I think the truth is, People need clarity. People need to have a roadmap and, and need to move forward to live towards a life of purpose and fulfillment and, and create impact. Mm-hmm. A coach or you know, people who work with you can enable you, to, you should be able to hold the space for you to be able to figure out and move yourself forward to reach that, right? And that's why it's important. Absolutely, yeah. I think 
you know, I, I love this world, word holding, you know, space for people. And I think it's, it's not, you know, spoken much about, even in the coaching and training industry, you know, people are more about, you know, doing, doing, doing again, you know, set up a plan, do this, action out. But holding space is, you know, helping the person to go deeper within themselves and bring out the best in them. That is so important because each and every person has potential. And I think in today's day and age, most of the time people are frustrated because they are not able to, you know, live, uh, you know, their purpose or, or you know, just be themselves. That's right. That's okay. right. Absolutely. And so I add, I mean, you know, one of the things that I found very useful in, and I, I do this, um, all the time, obviously, with my practice is, is that I, I like to show the mirror, right? Because I don't believe that, you know, there is processes that people follow and this, this is the process This takes you from here to there, right? There's people who do that. That's great. Everyone has their own expertise. Mm -hmm. But to me, holding the space is being able to literally show someone the mirror and say, well, this is how you are showing up. Is this how you want to show up? Mm -hmm. What do you see, right? And where do you want to go? And then aligning it, you know, for me, that is such a powerful tool because it helped me, right? So I'll give you an example. You know, when, when I did a 360, my leadership 360, uh, you know, it was amazing to see the values that I knew that were showing up. Mm. They were showing up. It was really nice. Ah, that shows up. Okay, cool. Then there was values that were showing up. I didn't know they were showing up, but people liked them. I was like, wow, that's really cool too. But so them, you know what surprised me the most was the values that I didn't know um, my people, my team wanted that were not showing up, that they would like to show up. Mm -hmm. That was for me a game changer for expansion because it was able for me to see like, oh, this is important for people around me, right? How can I apply it? Do I want to apply it? Is this important to me? Does this align to me? Do I resonate with it? So, you know, when you show someone the mirror, what, what, what do we see in the mirror? So it, it's a really interesting study, right? A lot of people in the mirror will look at themselves and they will start to look at all the flaws. Right. Right? They look at in depth, they look at the flaws. A lot of times you will only see what's in awareness, what you can, what you can notice, but you will not see things that you're not noticing because you're not paying attention to. Right. So that to me is so powerful, is being able to show the mirror and to see what you see and to see what you don't yet see. Mm. Because when you see what you don't yet see, is where the shift can happen for you. Wow. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Now the question is: once you've identified that. Then as a individual client, you figure out where you want to go and how you want to get there, what resources you need, how you want to get there. And that's where I feel because, you know, the game changer happens because you have to own that transformation. You see, a lot of times people will go to coach or, or you know, you hear stories, right? Where they reach out and they'll say, hey, I want this problem. Can you help me fix it? The problem is a transformation cannot happen when it's done outside of you. You have to own it. You have to be part of it. You have to be accountable for it. No one's going to do it for you, right? Um, because only when you experience that journey can you can you experience the you know both the joy and the pains of going through that growth, right? Right. Beautiful. I think this was an important question, and we really you know added a lot of value by answering this, Rajiv. Okay, so that was my last question for, for this podcast. And it has been amazing, you know, knowing you, Rajiv, and this podcast, I'm, I'm sure it's going to enlighten a lot of people who listen. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the opportunity, Sargam. I knew you're going to throw some tough questions at me. So thank you for doing that. Um, you know, I, I, I leave you with one thought. And, and the thought is that 
you know, if each and every one of us, you know, just takes the moment to step into the light in the sense that the light that we are, right? Each and every one is, right? And, and recognizes that it's really about being there, being in the moment and, and you know, being loving to yourself, right? Because Sargam, I, I, you know, I see the work you're doing, it's so beautiful. And for people to just understand, it's just go in there and, and accept yourself for who you are, love yourself for who you are, because self-love is such a big part of this journey. You know, Sargama, we shouldn't discount that, right? Absolutely. So that's my two words of advice as we as we seek how to go forward and how to find that that space for ourselves. Yeah, to move yeah. forward. Definitely. Thank you so much, Raji. Thank, Thank you. you. God bless you. God bless you too.